Hey Gamers On The Go listeners, it's uh, Chase Kenicky. Uh Today's show is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. Uh, I traveled to Collinsville, Illinois for the Pokemon Regional Championship with my friend Sam Chandler. Sam was competing in the tournament in the video game side. Uh, I was really just there to spectate and watch. Um, I Originally I thought this podcast was going to be more just talking to Sam during his day, but it ended up being something a little more fun than that. I, I got to talk to a, a couple of other players, one from the, the trading card game side and another from the video game side as well. And I think it really speaks to the diversity that was a part of this event. It was a really cool thing to see all these different people, uh, and so many people too. I think there were about 900 entrants uh, total for the card and game combined. Uh, it, was, it was really a sight to see for sure. Uh, in fact, uh, so cool that I think I'm going to put together a little post for uh, for the Tumblr page if you want to go uh, visit and see some of the photos I took from the event, and I'm going to have a little write-up of just my experience there as well. So uh, just letting you know, there, there are going to be a few different small interviews within this, but uh, I catch back up with Sam at the end of his tournament run uh, to, to talk a little bit about just how, how things went. So enjoy it, and uh, be ready for another <laughs> somewhat special episode uh, soon as I travel to PAX East here uh, for uh, here soon, March 10th to, to the 12th, so I'll be there in Boston. And, uh, you know, we're going to catch up with Magic Air again, our East Coast correspondent there. Uh, but for now, uh, listen to, to me and Sam and a couple of other people talk about the Pokemon Regional Championship that was held in uh, Collinsville uh, this, this weekend, March on the go a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you i'm your host chase kenicky uh today we've got a special show for you uh we we are i am a gamer on the go uh today because i uh, took a trip to collinsville illinois uh with my good friend here sam chandler hi sam hey how's it going good to be here yeah this is your second time on the podcast i believe this is yes yeah. i'm really excited came on before for, for the pokemon trading card game i think for, we... for game boy color we went very, very in depth on the yeah. trading card game for Game Boy Color, which is—I I don't think that's been done before. I, but we did it. I, I'm sure somebody's <laughs> done it before. I love that game, so I, I'm happy. Very to talk underappreciated, about it again. exactly. Um, but we're not talking about the card game today, although a little bit maybe. Um, but Sam, why are we in Collinsville? Why did you drag me to Collinsville <laughs> on this Saturday morning, the day after the Switch launch? Well. <laughs> To put it bluntly, it's the uh, regional championships, one of the biggest regional champion championships for the Pokemon video game and the Pokemon trading card game. Here, the, uh, it's the St. Louis Regional Championships. St. Louis Regional Championships in Collinsville, Illinois. Yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> I guess the America's Center was not available. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, this is like, what, 20, 15, 20 minutes outside of St. Louis. Yeah, uh, so, so not it, too far. It, yeah, it's not too much of a hike. But, um, yeah, there are a lot of people here. It is. I was. We, we found a relatively quiet corner, but there are. How many people did you say are registered for this thing? I think they had room for over a thousand people here to actually play, and I think they got pretty close to that mark this year. Wow! And and is that combining both card and game? Yes, or, I believe okay. so. Okay. Um, so you're here not to play the card game. Nope. I will be doing the video game competition. Right. My and my this first is, ever. And this is all sun and moon. Yes. Okay. So just sun and moon. And it's um, only the Sun and Moon Pokedex is available for you to use to compete. Okay. Oh boy, <laughs> um, this is my first time coming to one of these things. I, Me too. I, when I was very young, um, I went to a Toys R Us to play in a like Pokemon card yeah, tournament. Sure. Uh, like that's when it was first coming out, and I got destroyed uh, <laughs> by a guy who was like three times my age. Um, you're in the position where you're probably three times the age of whoever <laughs> you're going to play. Well, I mean, you know, like you, I remember those tournaments taking place at Toys R Us or game shops, wherever, and I never really participated in one, so I didn't have the uh, the chance to be on the flip side of that right. coin and get my ass kicked by a 30-year-old <laughs> man, 
So I'm here to probably not, do, I'm going to be a 30-year-old man getting my ass kicked by <laughs> someone that's well under my age. Right, like you said, this is your first time doing one of these. It is, yeah. So and what what compelled you to want to, uh, to show off your competitive skills here? I think it was just that, you know, I've got that competitive urge and I really enjoy some of the, the theory that goes into uh, like selecting different Pokemon and selecting their moves, and all of the little minutiae that goes into actually making a competitive team. Like it's, I don't know, it's an enjoyable thing to look and do all the different uh, statistics and get it all figured out and say, this guy's going to do this, this guy performs this role, but then to actually put it up against someone else who's doing the same thing, I think there's something really fun there, and it was just something I wanted to experience Probably just this time, because I have no... Well, unless you're really good. Yeah. I mean, what, if, what if you won? Then you'd oh have my to God. go to I think it would, nationals? It would take an <laughs> exceptional amount of beginner's luck to for me to win. Um, because there's some, there's some very good players here, and I have to imagine I'm going to meet up with a few of them at some point. Sure. So this, this is crazy to me. Like this is it's Because I don't play Pokemon this yeah. way. I, I play Pokemon to catch them all, to have fun with the story. Sure. Uh, occasionally I'll battle a friend, but I'm not I'm not a person who breeds a bunch of Pokemon yeah. to get the right stats or the right natures or anything like that. Um, so this is fascinating to me to, to see the dedication here. The sure. true eSport. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and that was kind of another thing that really drew me in is, you know, how popular eSports are becoming. Like, you look at some of those convention halls and essentially stadiums being filled out in Las Vegas or wherever... And the number of people it attracts, and that was something I wanted to, you know, in my way, be a part of and just experience that, if not just once, you know, yeah. just to have that and say, oh, I experienced this, I did it, and this is what it was like. So that's what really has me excited in the same way. So, okay, tell me about your team. Like, let's let's hear the sure. You haven't played anybody yet. You, the, this is before the tournament is actually happening. Yes. You're registered. You've Done got, check you've in. got your sweet competitor badge. Yeah, I got my hat. You got a hat. <laughs> I begged them for this different colored hat, and they said, "Okay, you can have it." Uh, so, so what are what are you? What's your team like, and what are you expecting when you get out there? Um, so, I'm using a pretty common core for this. So, just to get some kind of background out of the way, um, the video game championship battles in Pokemon are all done doubles. So, it's two two monsters aside, essentially four on the field at the same time. Um, and my team kind of centers around this core of uh, Arcanine and Tapu Fini and Kartana. So those last two are two of the uh, newer monsters that were brought in in Sun and Moon. Mm -hmm. But essentially the three of them, they, they kind of do that fire, grass, and water. They cover for each other's weaknesses. Right. And all three of them um, have their own role, but can kind of support each other. And what one is weak against, another one of them is strong against, so you kind of you know, check and balance each other in that way. Um, and then rounding out the team, the other three guys, I have a Porygon 2 and a uh, Alolan Muck, which they run what's called Trick Room, where the slowest guy gets to go first right. as opposed to the other way around. Uh, and that's might be what I lead with in the first battle. I, I had a lot of success using that and really enjoy doing it because it's, it's a different way to play. It makes you think a little bit differently, and it can catch people off guard sometimes. And then rounding out the team is uh, Garchomp, which is a ground and dragon type. And he essentially is uh, good coverage for people that are going to be using my same strategy of having uh, that Alolan Muck or anything weak to ground and weak to, weak to dragon. It's kind of what he does. He, he rounds out the crew, basically. Sure. So, like I, again, I know the, the last time I talked with anybody about the meta game of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. It was uh, Surreal Vasquez back, like, way back in, like, my Pokemon Re uh, Ruby and Sapphire uh, okay. thing, which was an early episode of the podcast. Um, so, I'm guessing those guys are good. Well, I, I remember Garchomp being, yeah. being a guy He's stuck around. Like... <laughs> he has a lot of staying power. He always finds his way into teams, it seems like. So, I just... It's, it's very fascinating to me, just any of this stuff. So, who... Who are you worried to face? Like, what's what? I mean, if somebody if somebody brought out like this monster, you go, oh, fuck, it's on now. Like, I um, probably that uh, the new. So they have the people that might be familiar with Pokemon. If you're not, the new Sun and Moon uh, games introduced like 
regional variants of a lot of first-generation Pokemon. So one of those is Ninetales. So right. Ninetales in the first-generation games, Red and Blue, was a fire Pokemon. In the newer games, uh, she gets ice and fairy typing. So I think fairy typing. Yeah, I don't I know. Believe Maybe just right. ice. I think you're right. Okay. Regardless, um, she has this ability, Aurora Veil, and it really um, makes it difficult. It really makes a wall out of the, other, the opposing player's team. No matter what their stats are, even if they're not very strong defensively, that Aurora Veil ability, or that Aurora Veil move, really jumps up their defense and special defense and just makes them really hard to take down no matter what they are. So that was the thing I was most worried about and the thing I had the most trouble with. So I, on my uh, Tapu Fini, I started running Taunt, which if you're fast enough, yeah, it makes they have to attack. Yeah. So you can kind of uh, throw a wrench into their plan to really set up and get that wall up immediately. So that was kind of my really my only check to that. Um, other than that, I, I don't really worry about too much because I don't know what right, to expect. Like, yeah, like you, you kind of, at this point you have to play your game. Basically, yes. Like you can't play other yeah. people's games because you are not that I'm gonna sneak a, I'm going to sneak a racing analogy into it because you know Go I will. Yes. But um, in any kind of racing, you're always going to drive your own race. So put, as soon as you start racing another guy, you're going to lose. Because you're not trying to get around the fastest that you can go, you're right. trying to beat someone else. Like you're on somebody else's pace. Exactly. You're, you're doing. You're playing into their game. Correct. Like that's, that's not exactly. And as soon as you do that, like you said, you're out of the game. Sure. So that's the. I think the big thing that I want to avoid today is just you know stick to what I know, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you know good game to that guy. Well, we're definitely going to check back in with you, uh, maybe during, like, like between matches yeah. or after after it's completely done. Um, we, apparently this is kind of a long thing. It is. I think it's a lot of hurry up and wait. So, and, and I don't think I don't think you're expecting to go all the way. <laughs> no. um, but we'll we'll kind of see. Is it? Do you know what the tournament's laid out like? Like, is it a double elimination or single elimination? I believe it starts with a Swiss round or a round robin, whatever you want to call it, where you're going to play several matches against okay. a lot of people, and then so you're going to you're going to get more than one shot. Yeah, okay. you know, you'll get I'll get a few battles, and like I said earlier, I'm hoping to just you know let's let's win one and let's see where we can go from there. You know, I I still want to see you beat one Pokemon. Me like, too. You 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 put the I'll goal have out. No problem doing that. You put the goal out as as one match win. I'm putting the goal. One Pokemon. Man, like I, it's not that I don't believe in you. <laughs> it's that I know these people are sad. They're probably pretty good. <laughs> so uh, I'm, They're I'm here. putting if if you can if you can get over that little bar little, <laughs> then I'll be I'll be proud of you uh, so my last question before we before we uh, check in with you later is you mentioned Porygon 2 is on yeah. your team um, I know that's not the final evolved version of Porygon anymore there's a Porygon Z why like, are, are the stats better for 2 like I don't know I don't know anything about it like, well, I would just assume that the more evolved one's the better one sure um, and you know in a, in a lot of cases it, it, it is but it's just in those certain cases so um, why I'm using Porygon 2 is that since it's not a fully evolved Pokemon, like you said, it has access to an item called Eviolite. Ah. And that makes um, not fully evolved Pokemon, so he's not fully evolved. And he gets a pretty large boost to his defense and special defense. So it makes him really, really hard to take down. Like, even those, the strongest earthquake attacks from a like, full attack Garchomp can't take it down. It's just, like, it's, it's a chip, you can chip away at it, but you're never going to be able to one hit KO it. Okay. So, um, and it's really good at running that trick room set. So its its speed is the lowest it can possibly be, yeah. and it's able to take advantage of that and really start getting some attacks off quickly once it gets into that trick room scenario. Interesting. Okay. I I am I'm satisfied with that answer. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I've I've I never use Eevee Light because again, being the the kind of Pokemon player that I am, I want to get everybody to their their final evolution so I can get them in sure. the Pokedex. Um, all right. Well, Sam, I wish you good luck. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. I will be playing uh, Zelda on my Switch <laughs> while you're <laughs> getting destroyed. Um, but we'll we'll check back in. Uh, check back in real soon. When I come back, and I'm one and zero, and we'll we'll see. We'll see who's okay. laughing. All right. Your words. <laughs> okay, Sam. Uh, we're back. Uh, and it, apparently you are a pro at this. You are, you are I don't know how to go that far yet. You are undefeated in tournament play. <laughs> Thus far, I am, somehow, I am 1-0, and, oh, and tell, oh my god. Tell me, about, tell me about this match. So, okay, so it's not anything like what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be, like, one-on-one. -on -one. Well, it was one-on-one, -on -one, but 
Um, you played two out of three. Two out of three? Yes. So, okay. yeah, best two out of three. A match is up to three games, best two out of three. And oh. you took a long time. Like I was, it did. I was it, standing yeah. near the tables where this was going on. Yeah. And you two were like one of the last teams, it was, I, one of the last groups that I saw. Playing. It was very evenly matched. And um, yeah, it, like you said, it went the distance this time. So it went all three games. And uh, it, it was exciting. He was a good player. And I think what uh, kind of caught him off guard was he was really, really good at uh, making switch-ins. Which what that means is... Um, switching his Pokemon out for a better type matchup right. or to trick you into targeting one of their guys and doing a not very effective attack. Mm-hmm. So he was very good at that, but it kind of bit him in the butt at the end because he kind of got caught trying to just get the matchup the whole time. Right. As opposed to Because he just, wasn't getting the offense. Anymore. Right, yeah. So, you know, at that point, you're kind of letting the other person dictate the game because you're just constantly switching. Yeah. So tell me about his team. Like, what were you what were you up against? Um. So I think probably the biggest thing on which... It's the biggest thing on a lot of people's teams is Arcanine right now. It's because it, it can deal out so much damage, and it has a lot and, of... And you have an Arcanine. Well. I do, like yes. I think that's that's definitely something you're going to see a lot of. Um, and then <clears throat> he was... Because Trick Room, like I said earlier, um, where the slowest Pokemon on the field goes first, because that's so popular in this metagame, he had a Snorlax, and he was prepared for that. Sure. He also had a Porygon, too, but I never saw it. So, I mean... Uh, his his kind of strategy really revolved around for these games, at least getting Snorlax on the field and getting a curse up, which increases his attack and defense and makes him essentially a impenetrable right. wall. Right. At the at the <clears throat> cost of speed, which doesn't matter with Trick Room. Exactly. So he was prepared for that, but I don't think he was um, ready to kind of like face off against two people that could use Trick Room. Mm-hmm. So essentially it came down to my Porygon 2 and my Luck um, were really good in Trick Room. And that's what really won the game, to be honest with you. So... <clears throat> So, uh, forgive me, I forgot how, like, more professional Pokemon matches go, but, so you're not using all six of your team, Correct. right? You only so, choose yeah. three at the beginning? You take, um, so you have a team of six, and that's mm-hmm. what you're you're going into each match with, but for each game, you choose four of them. Oh, four. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for me, and I think this will probably be what I stick with going forward, as long as there's nothing on the... As long as you don't need to, like, hard count or something. Yeah, so as long as there's nothing on the other team that's really going to threaten Muck and Porygon, mm-hmm. I'm going Trick Room, because it's... Essentially, it's, it's a lot like hockey, where if you can control the speed of the game, you're going to have a pretty major advantage. Sure. So, you know, do what you can to control what you can for your team, and let them worry about everything else. Okay. And that's what it came down to. The only match I lost was the one where I didn't take my Trick Room guys in. So Interesting. Okay, so I saw you with a notebook. I saw a lot of people with notebooks. Yeah. With notebooks. So what are you writing in there? What, um, what's, what's something you're noting? For me, it's uh, how many turns Trick Room has to last. Oh, okay. It only lasts for four turns, basically. So knowing when that's going to come up and when is an ideal time to switch to just an all-out just offensive and not worrying about speed control sure. is, uh, is a good thing to know. Not just that, but knowing which of his Pokemon can use Protect, um, which of them are faster than you. Yeah, are you building, like, move lists for, for what he has, just so you can keep that as reference? Some people do. you kind of remember? Some people do. Um, I think it's kind of frowned upon to uh, take kind of, like, crib notes from previous matches into the next match. I, sure. I think that's something they kind of frown upon. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was really keeping track of that those trick room uh, counts. And then some of the moves that really caught me off guard, like his uh, Snorlax had this high horsepower move, it's called. Okay. And it was like a ground move, and it yep. really did a lot of damage to my buck. So I had to be, I had to be kind of wary of that. Interesting. So I saw uh, your. Tell me a little bit more about your opponent. Like he, he looked like another like quote unquote regular guy. Yeah, I mean he was. Uh, his name was Josh. He was from uh, Kansas City. He had done a few, um, I think, more city tournaments, more uh, like invitational type things just around Kansas City and they said this was his first regional tournament so like me it, was, it wasn't his first tournament he's had experience playing with other people right. but it was the first time coming to one of these big regional events so it was exciting you know and I think um, I didn't think the nerves would be such a factor like I'm <laughs> yeah, still you, you were shaking a I'm still bit. very um, like got a lot of adrenaline going like I <laughs> I can't believe it I mean I, I've played in championship hockey games but nothing like this <laughs> Uh, 
the nerves were so, less in hockey than they were for a Pokemon <laughs> battle. So, so you two were, were roughly around the same age, like late 20s, yeah. early 30s yep. area. Uh, there's a pretty good mix of people here. I would it say. is. Like, I would, yeah, I would agree with you there. Men and women. I mean, they, they have different divisions. Like you're in the Masters Division, which yes. is the oldest group. Uh-huh. But uh, what were the other, do you know the other age divisions? The other ones are junior and senior. Junior, I think, is uh, kids under maybe 12, okay. 15 maybe. Okay. And then uh, senior is between, I think, 12 and 18. And no, then 18 and up is the Masters. Okay. So it, they announced it on the thing. They have 264 people here playing the Masters. That, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, they talked about the juniors. And like, yeah, there are seniors, I think. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's 34. And yeah. Like, oh, wow. Okay. And then it's like, yeah, by the way, the Masters is... Yeah, Jesus. which is the largest age group, so it makes sure, sense. Yeah. You got people ranging from eighteen all the way to there wherever. Was, yeah, there was a woman that we we both saw who, <laughs> who had to be in her late sixties, like maybe even seventy. I love it, and uh, she was she was playing like some like stringy haired metalhead dude. I love it. I think I think she lost. I'd love to go find her and, and talk to her a little bit and just see like what the hell's going on because <laughs> uh, that's so fascinating. Um, so I, I might try to do that. You really said it there. Like it's a it's a pretty incredible cross section of people here that are showing up. Like you said, literally all ages yeah. and genders and race, everything. So it's it's cool to see a uh, such a diverse field of players playing the same game. Yeah. Uh, so there was another thing that was announced before the tournament that I found interesting. Uh, they they came on the loudspeaker and they talked about a glitch that they knew about. Yeah. Uh, that like, oh this is, we we are aware of the glitch. We will if, if we determine that somebody is using it, you know, it, intentionally, we'll we'll dock them. But uh, so do you know about this glitch, like the sky drop something glitch? I have no idea. Apparently, okay. apparently it's a big thing though. Apparently it, it it's um. There's a couple of different regional tournaments going on today, and apparently it was a big thing on Twitter. So I might look that up and see what exactly that's all about. But as far as I can gather, it's um, one guy uses a move called Spiky Shield, which is a kind of protect-type move that can damage the person that attacks you. Mm-hmm. The other person uses Sky Drop, which is another attack, and I think can somehow glitch the game out, and the person that used Spiky Shield won't ever be able to get knocked out, won't lose Weird. hit points. I don't know, but it, it, it's funny because literally the guy sitting next to me who, speaking of diversity, he was wearing a bathrobe and an LED light-up hat. Um, <laughs> yeah, that he, guy, he, he that tried guy to use intense. He tried to use the sky drop thing. Did he? He did. Wow. And, like, and there was two guys in the, you've seen them, the, the lab coats walking around, and they right. kind of like watched him for a while to make sure he wasn't going to pull anything. <laughs> so Yeah, that dude That dude came prepared. Yeah. Like, that dude knows what's up. He, yeah. had, he had like an extra cushion for his chair. He had, yeah. he had everything. And, yeah, yeah his light-up, yeah, what, what, do you know, did you even see what his hat said? No, I didn't. I think it says 8-bit. Nice. Like, but it's, it's written in green LEDs, <laughs> and they had him turn it off, like, halfway through Yes, the, they did the, do that. It was kind of, he was kind of distracting, so, No yeah. shit, he's distracting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's why they uh, made him turn it off. But my, I mean, my opponent was, like, total pro, total, um, sportsman. He was sure. just there, like, shook hands and talked about, talked to each other for a little bit. And uh, I really enjoyed that. Awesome. It was cool to play with. It's. I think that might be. I mean, can I go? Can I go on? Absolutely. Um, one of the things I noticed first, and this is kind of something that we talked touched on earlier, is um, like playing online being so much different from actually being sure. across from a person and, and playing in a large group of people. And I think that I mean, kind of psyched some people out. Like I saw a guy in the bathroom, kind of like pacing a little bit. Like people that aren't necessarily right. out all the time and talking to people or competing and doing this, it could be it could be intimidating. Yeah, I'm sure. and like especially, I don't want to like jump into the stereotype of like yeah, nerds, parents, basement, any of that kind of shit. But but this is a group on the whole that I would find more socially awkward than other people, uh, than other groups of people. Mm-hmm. So to to come to this place and have to sit across from somebody, not knowing how well prepared they yep. are, like that's that's a super I, I can see that being yeah. super anxiety. Absolutely, because yeah. I mean, I think one of the one of the popular ways to prepare for this is called Pokemon Showdown, and it's on it's online. It's done through uh, Smogon, which is one of the uh, uh, like the gathering places yeah, online. Yeah, like one of the mini sites. One of the big resources for Pokemon competitive battling, mm-hmm. and it's basically you make your teams, don't have to train them or anything. You set them up the way you want them, and then just battle people at random online. And uh, doing that, I mean, you can do shoot. 
30 battles in a, a few hours, no problem, and just doing one after the other, but you're not seeing anybody. Like here, it's totally different. Yeah. Because you're there, you're with the person, you can kind of like sense what, how they're reacting from across the table, like how good is their poker face. So it brings in that whole other element of like having the human interaction. Right. I, there, it was mostly a pretty quiet affair. Yeah, uh, but, it did. But, I, that was also surprising. There's not a whole lot of chatter. But there was the like the, the again the guy in the, the LED hat. Like yeah. he was he was raising his hands a couple different times, uh, looking over at the juniors' table while like the little kids played. Mm-hmm. Like some of them would give some really great reactions yeah. of like just putting their head in their hands or like raising their hands in, in victory. It was it was a sight. I know. To see. I was kind of bummed that because I did notice that we were one of the last people out there because right. our ours went the distance. We went all three games. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, I would have liked to walk around and see some other people playing and just kind of gather, soak in what the scene looks like. Right. Because it, you're right, there's all sorts of different people here battling. It's it's cool. Like, I, I definitely was dismissive of this when we first came in. I'm, I'm even a Pokemon fan, and I was yeah. dismissive <laughs> uh, coming into this thing. But to, to see the, all the different people here is, is really a sight to see. Like, I, I mean, yes, there are ultra nerds here. There are people wearing their knit Pokemon hats <laughs> of Magikarp or a Master Ball. And, and part, of me, part of me wants to be like, oh, come on, man. What are you doing? Like, let's, not, let's not do this. But then also, like, if there was a place to do it, it's now, a place among- to wear that shit. Like, you're amongst people that are fine with it. Right. So. so, yeah, you know, good on them. Like, there, there seems to be a lot of, a lot of interaction, a lot of people. Uh, I Actually, I've just seen, seen the guy now as he's walking in the hallway. <laughs> there was a guy as you were finishing a plane. Uh, these this group of people were coming together and they were talking about their strategies and who, you know, who, who they played and how they did. And if somebody used gravity, but then they used hypnosis, yeah. I couldn't believe hypnosis hit. Like, oh, it's got such a low. Oh man, yeah. It's... So that I can actually tell you, like one okay. of the reasons I won my match. Yeah. So in the first battle, I had one of my attacks missed twice in a row on his Snorlax. Mm-hmm. I ended up winning that first battle, but I was like, man. And he told me that he has this item called Bright Powder on right, his Snorlax. Exactly. So it's just enough that that random numbers game, all of a sudden, when your dice roll comes up, that, right. oh, I, I missed. Well, in the last match, I froze his last guy with my Ice Beam. Uh, it's like, that's yeah, not like very, that doesn't happen very often. Right, no, yeah. Freezing, so, like, a, I think it's like a 10% chance, yeah. whereas, like, something like Burn or Paralyzation is like 30%. Correct, yes. Yeah. So it's, it's funny how it kind of, like, that luck came back around. Right. You know, you know, you might get lucky, luckier one game, and not be so much the next sure. time. Well, very cool, uh, Sam. Do you know? Do you know what's next? Um, I think we have to do so in this round robin. So that was my first match. Won the first match. Um, I think each person has to play nine battles. Okay. So I don't know if I'll get that many in or not, depending on scheduling. That's, that's nine total. Like, so you've already had three, or, or um, you've done one. Like, what? I think one. I think it's okay. matches. So okay. nine matches. Gotcha. Nine, nine different people essentially. Sure. Um, so that's one. That's one out of the way. I can yeah. see where this will be, this would be a very long day. <laughs> you're you're tied for first right now. Yeah, basically tied for first with probably about uh, let's see, 132 other people. <laughs> well, cool. We'll uh, we'll try to check in again. Absolutely. Uh, later, and maybe I can, maybe I can talk to that 67 year old woman. Really we should like find her. She I seemed nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon, Sam. Yes. So I'm here. Uh, I didn't even ask your name. I'm sorry. Uh, it's Morioka. Okay. Well, it's very nice to meet you. I'm not going to try to pronounce that because I know I will butcher it. <laughs> Mirka is short. Okay, Mirka. Uh, so, so you're here playing in the in the VGC, the video game series for the for the Pokemon tournament that's going on here in Collinsville. And I just I, I watched you play a little bit, and I I was just fascinated. By the amount of people here, because I'm again, this is yeah, my that's first. That's the biggest one. It's, from, it's um, huge. Includes, yeah, last year was a little over 200. So, how, how many years have you been coming to this? Uh, since beginning. When when was the beginning? I, this again, this is my first About time. 20 years. Really? Wow. Yeah, uh, I had my little kids start playing cards sure. first, so we played cards at home. Then awesome. we switched when the video game came out and yeah? switched to the Awesome. So, what was the? Have you been playing since Red and Blue then? <laughs> I really didn't play that much from beginning on the video because the kids, took, sure. you know, they were playing it, but and I took them all over America, all over the outside.
outside the country yeah. too because I don't know. My kids are always in top player, one of the top players. One of them stopped playing temporary, but he won the nationals. Oh really? Wow. So, so what compelled you? I mean, you're you're just playing because I, I your kids are keep, here. <laughs> I just keep going to those events, keep going, keep going, and eventually I start playing because I was bored sitting on the sure. side. So <laughs> I said, why not? Just spend my time and use my brain a little bit. And well, that's awesome. Well, uh, well, I saw that you uh, you won one of your matches, and I, I wish you good luck for the for the rest of the tournament. Thank you. I, well, as long as. I usually end up on the middle of the pack, so it's not that. <laughs> I mean, that, that's better than the bottom of the pack, for uh, sure. My highest one was uh, like four or five years ago in Wisconsin, was seven kilos so wow. in the regional. So that's that incredible. was my highest. Yeah. And then the second highest was in California, and the year before I took 24. So, you know, I, I've been up there, but, but right now it's. The market is getting too, too rough. So <laughs> yeah, I understand. Rough well, play and, but I end up on the middle of those events, so it's not that bad. I, I, I just think it's a really cool story to, to come here with your kids and then start playing yourself and, and having some success yeah, like that. Yeah, we travel to all America. We went West Coast, East Coast, because my son won the 2010. We went to Hawaii original. The, the world. Yeah. And then we went to my other son, who's here today, he, he went to Vancouver to qualify for the world in Vancouver, so we went there. We just travel all over for those events. Well, that's awesome. Well, I, I won't take up any more of your time. I do have one question. I, I know we can't talk about your team or anything like that, but just in general, like, what's who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, my favorite yeah. is Delhi. Really? That's from the old, old Yeah, game. Golden because Silver. Because I used to play the Mario. I play Mario game with the kids, and he always, you know, one was one of the sure. guys running back and forth and getting the presents. And since then, he's my thing. Well, that's that's awesome. <laughs> Just for fun. He cannot do anything <laughs> no, in the game. He's, I, I he's try not to the train best. him all the way up to the <laughs> highest level, but he doesn't do that. Yeah, so. that present attack is not is <laughs> yeah. not quite strong enough. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Good luck in the rest of the tournament. All right, I found a quiet space uh, to, to talk to my next person here. I have Jennifer here. Jennifer uh, has been playing the trading card game on the trading card game side of this, this tournament, uh, which is something that I haven't talked to anybody about yet. I've been right. talking to video game people. So uh, tell me, like, we were talking a little bit on the way to this spot of, you, you have some experience in tournaments, not necessarily experience in Pokemon card tournaments. So would you like to just kind of tell your story a little bit? Sure. So I'm a pro Magic player. I travel around. I do coverage for Team Card Hoarder, which is a, a pro team on the uh, Wizard Circuit. And I also do sh I stream, so my primary game is Magic. But I've just started playing Pokemon uh, about three weeks ago now. What got you into playing Pokemon? Uh, so my friend Jeff Hoagland, also a Magic player, has been playing Pokemon for a few months at this point, and has really been enjoying it. And he said he was coming here, and so I decided to pick up a Kildeo v. Rayquaza starter deck. Sure, of course. Right? Uh, I played <laughs> with my husband, and it was pretty fun, even though we didn't read the rules completely correctly. We, we could only have one of a type of Pokemon. Okay. That was kind of a, a rough way to learn how to play. Interesting, yeah. It didn't make much sense, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, after that, I was able to... I've started playing the TCGO, so you can find my stream mm -hmm. doing that as well. But yeah, I traded up into Greninja Break, and it's been a blast so far. Awesome. So uh, I played, I played a bit of Magic uh, back in the day, and I played a little bit of Pokemon cards again back in the day. So I, I kind of know some of the the differences between like lands versus energies and, and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but how from a magic player transitioning to pokemon how have you found that like how how have you uh, transitioned i find the game well it's not less deep it's less complex sure i don't have to at least with the decks that i've i've played in pokemon i'm not as worried about what you're doing on your turn once your turn is over i have to reevaluate the situation and i have to you know, do whatever but 
you can do 8,000 shuffles and like it doesn't really affect me until we have a, st a stable position. Um, and I find magic is more intense than Pokemon. Well, there's definitely more stuff going on at any one turn. Like for, for magic being able to use instants not on your turn and having to make sure you have a number of lands set up for that kind of stuff. Absolutely. For Pokemon, it's these are the things I can do on my turn and then it's your turn and I can't do anything and I have to wait. And one of the things that's, that's crazy for me in Pokemon coming from magic, well, I guess I played both of them around the same time, but uh, with with magic, everything costing a number of lands and you having to kind of figure out like, okay, how many things can I do on one turn? Whereas Pokemon, it's, I have all these trainer cards. I'm just going to play them all. Right? It doesn't matter. Nothing costs anything. It's great. And that's been probably the biggest adjustment. I, I'm used to um, managing my resource that is my, my lands. Mm -hmm. And the energy source and the way that works in the Pokemon game is really interesting. But it's also... If you put it on a Pokemon that's not going to make it, you now no longer have them. So it's like land destruction as sure. well. And it's it's very different resource management where, you know, if some of these cards from Pokemon existed in Magic, the world would explode. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah. If you could just wheel four times in your turn, no one would be able to function. <laughs> right. Uh, but in Pokemon, I'm like... I'm like spending the whole time shuffling because I'm just like getting all these cards. I'm playing with my entire deck the whole time. It's really cool. Very cool. Well, so so a lot of this stuff is getting really into the weeds. One for me, and then two, I assume for my listeners who probably are not like super well versed. Sure. Here. So let's let's kind of let's kind of take a step back here and <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit more about the tournament in general. Mm -hmm. uh, how have you have you been to St. Louis before? Have you been to? I mean, I know you're a Magic player, so this is your first time doing Pokemon, but. Is this kind of your first one of, I don't even know what I'm asking anymore. That's okay. How, how is the tournament treating you? Um, it's been pretty good. I lost my first two rounds, um, learned some things along the way, got some lucky draws, got some unlucky draws. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Well, you, that second game you were up against a guy with an all-over print Mega Blastoise t-shirt, so That's I, true. I don't know what you could have done about that. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I, I did get this last one. And, oh, St. Louis. Sure. Um, I live in St. Louis, so okay. downtown St. Louis is home, which made this one very easy for me to go to for a first Pokemon tournament. Before today, I played three games in paper, not against my husband figuring out the rules. Right. Specifically, so that, like, I didn't make really dumb mistakes <laughs> here today. Um, and it's it's been really fun. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. I, I know, so my first Pokemon card tournament uh, was back during base set when uh, when I was at a Toys R Us when I was like 12, mm -hmm. and I got stomped. Um, that's and okay. also, I didn't know the rules, and it was fantastic. <laughs> um, so you're, you're definitely doing better than I did my first tournament, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me a little bit. And uh yeah, well, I'll have more coverage from the tournament as, uh, as this podcast continues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Sam, you, uh, you've now played three matches yep. total. Um, so we're, we're checking in with you again. Um, after your first match, you were, you were 1-0, doing, doing all right, feeling good. Uh, what's your record right now? Right now, I am. Two and one. Two and one. That's that's not too bad. Uh, hey, and, and, and over 500. Yeah, so. and you've taken all your matches to, to three games. Yes, each one's gone uh, as the full best two out of three, uh, which is, you can kind of, like, sitting there, you, you can definitely see when people around you start finishing up, mm -hmm. and there's only just a few left that are doing that whole three <laughs> games. So I'm, I'm definitely making it hard on my opponent, if not myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've, uh, like, speaking of, like, the, the stamina involved, like, yes. we've been in and around this convention center for about six hours. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even, I'm like, this, I guess this will be match number four, so you have to play nine matches total in the round robin. Yeah, so. you're just about a third finish. Yeah. Technically. Like, yes. Like, you're not, you're not going to stick around, I know. Yeah, unfortunately. Which is, it's a bummer, because, you know, I, I'm, I've gained a lot of confidence in the like, first match, there was a lot of nerves, it was very, uh, I don't know, I guess you get shorter breath, and mm -hmm. The adrenaline gets going. The last two matches have been a lot more relaxed, and you kind of know what to expect, I suppose. So it's just it's it's an experience that really starts to play a factor. 
So tell me, tell me um, specifically what you can remember. We've gone to lunch at this point, so <laughs> we might not remember all the. The butter burger is affecting my yeah, a little bit. my memory a little bit. <laughs> um, but tell me about your your last two matches. Tell me about sure. your second match if you can. Okay. The one that you lost. Yeah. Um, the second match I went in. So you know I, I said earlier that a big function of my team is that trick room mode where it can have the slowest guy go first. Well, I ran up against a team that that was its only gimmick. Like all six Pokemon that were in the team were based around being the slowest one on the field so they could go first in a trick room. So in the uh, so I, I immediately recognized that and tried to counteract it. I have a method to counteract it. And um, my opponent was one step ahead of me, and he was able to ensure that he could get trick room up and be in it. So it was a complete loss because, like I said, I can play in that. I have guys on my team that can do that. Um, but when you're when you're trying to like, kind of gather it up and you're trying to stop him and he gets it off anyway, you've given him a lot of momentum. Sure. So, um, but then ended up winning. So lost the first game in that. Ended up winning the second one because I kind of baited him into thinking I would set up trick room, mm-hmm. and then never did. So and then by that by that time it, the match was too far gone for him to set up trick room again or set it up at all, and uh, I was able to kind of keep my speedy guys out there and, and really put some pressure on him. So, so just so so the listeners can know, so I can know, <clears throat> like you're talking about these slower Pokemon, do mm-hmm. you, you remember anybody from his team? Yeah, uh, Mudsdale, which is a, a big... It's, it's the horse. In, in St. Louis, it's a, it's a Clydesdale-looking Clydesdale. Pokemon, so... Uh, he, he, he's a really good Pokemon. He has this ability that when he gets hit by an attack, his defense immediately raises, So, which is, which is pretty cool because it really increases his longevity. Um, but then the key uh, Pokemon on his team was that uh, Oranguru, which is a um, orangutan-looking uh, Pokemon that uses Trick Room, so it, his job is to set up Trick Room. Yeah, what's the type on that he one? He is psychic, psychic, and I think, just, I think just psychic. Okay. I think it's pure psychic. He might have a secondary typing, but I'm. Oh, Lord, I. He's got a like a counter part, like that. Yeah. Like a, like a like yes. Yeah. Okay. Passimian is yeah. his name. But um, so what his, his thing was he was gonna set up trick room, which I knew, and then um, I tried to stop him with a taunt to force him to attack. But he had this. Uh, he protected, and he also had an item called um, was it uh, mental herb that makes it to where. Even if you taunt him, he'll break the taunt and then immediately do his attack. So he was able to get Trick Room up, and when he did, um, I, I was hurting. So, but yeah, I went into the last match, and he was able to get Trick Room, but it, it came down to both of our uh, last guys, and I got a couple flinches on him, and he had a couple of my moves miss. So that's what it came down to. You know, It was a close match, and it, I was neither of us were ever really out of it until the very last turn. Cool. Was this the, the guy with the Snorlax as well? Or was that... Um, that was a, that was the first match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, tell me about the third match. This is the match that you yeah. the second match that you won. Yeah, um, so the third match, um, going into it, um, I could tell the guy had a lot of speedy people. They were also really, really powerful. He had what you would call a hyper-offensive team, where he's just going to attack, 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 attack. And, uh, that can be great, but I had the trick room that, you know, that those kind of Pokemon tend to struggle in. So, um, in the first match, I had set up my trick room, and he was able to um, do enough damage that I, I I couldn't really recover from that first turn because he was he could attack me so much. Um, so he ended up winning the first one, and in the second one, I went back out and uh, did the trick room again. And this time it worked, so ended up winning the second match, and then the third match I went no trick room. So I was like, you know what, I led trick room both times, and it worked, but this time I, I didn't want it to be another situation where he just knocked them both out, and I was right. down two guys that were trying to set up. So I just didn't take any, any setup guys, and immediately went in and was able to play tight matchups with him. And his team, uh, I know you mentioned Arcanine to me before, yep. and uh, had a Gyarados as well. Yes, and uh, Faramosa, which is the uh, insect-looking, insect-female-looking uh, Ultra Beast. Yeah. Which is extremely powerful, but also extremely frail. Yeah. So even a not very effective attack will generally take a large chunk of uh, her HP away. So was, and really, it, it what that last match came down to was my uh, Tapu Fini. Is uh, she has incredible bulk? You don't normally see run on her, 
but my set does have bulk, so she can't attack a whole lot. She can't deal a whole bunch of damage, but she can absorb a lot of uh, super effective attacks and stay out there just to be a, a nuisance more than anything. So, and that and that helped a lot because again, it came down to my last guy having like red level HP <laughs> and getting the last attack off. So they've all been close matches, and I'm pretty I'm pretty proud to be up to one. I'm super proud of you. Like, like we said it at the begin. I said it at the beginning of this podcast of like I would. I'd be proud of you if you beat one Pokemon from somebody else, <laughs> and you've you've done more than that. Yeah, sure. so I was, I, yeah, like I said, I was going to be happy just winning one match, mm-hmm. and I won two. So <laughs> what's your like, what's your kind of overall view of the the tournament now? Like this is your first one of these. Yep. Like to come here and actually perform pretty pretty darn well. Like how do you how do you feel about this? Is this something you want to come back to and, and try again? Uh, if it was another tournament of uh, this size and it was close, I would probably do another one of these. I've really had fun. Uh, it, it's a, a really big time commitment. We've learned pretty quickly. Right. But um, overall, it's been really a, a blast to, to find people that are just as passionate about making these teams and thinking through the strategies and performing at a, a pretty high level. It's fun, so I would, I would definitely come back and do it again. Um, I think, but it, it really does come back to the like the time. This is yeah. Don't come here if you're wanting for a, wanting for a fast day because yeah, it doesn't a, go fast. We we talked about it at lunch. Like there's a lot of things we could do be doing on a Saturday, and it's, <laughs> you know is fun. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the top thing you might yeah. want to do. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll reiterate again before we go out here that the, the thing that's really impressed me is not only the amount of people but the diversity of people here. Yes. Like, young young and old. Kids who have to be like five, six years yep. old, uh, and up to up to a woman that I talked to who had to be in her sixties, maybe even seventies. Yes, like, it's, like that's that's incredible. Like you know, ages, genders, races. Like it's been a ton of people, and they're all mm-hmm. coming for for this. Like not only this love of competition, but you know, there's a love of Pokemon for sure. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody I talked to kind of like knew their shit about Pokemon. Even even the girl, the person who plays the the card game. Plays magic, but she like she knew she knew all the things you needed to know. Yes, like she was talking about her deck setup, and I'm like, like I don't know. <laughs> I, like I I think I know what an ex break is technically. Yeah, <laughs> but like I couldn't tell you like the moves that you're using or what your strategy is based on that. But but you obviously know that because you read the I, not you her I, she she knew that because she reads up on the stuff and it's practiced. It's incredible. It's incredible yep. to me as, as a person who doesn't play these games competitively to see how far they can be taken. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I guess, as kind of a uh, final thought, um, I'm better than I thought I would be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think guess, that's fair to say. I think a lot of it, it's like I said, like that first one, there was a lot of nerves, but then the subsequent battles, um, it's it's been a lot more relaxed, and I can you know, really focus on like sticking to what I know how to do sticking to what my team is built to do and uh, really executing that. And then also that you know, I've been pretty pleased with, I guess we'll have to post a picture of the team and we can post like what I use and how it works, but I've been pretty thoroughly impressed with how my team is done because it hasn't really been, it hasn't really seen any like, truly weak spots. Sure. Like it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, like you've been in every single match. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a product of the team. It's not, it's going for three games each time because a, the team is pretty well built. B, you're facing off with someone who is, you know, also a good player. Mm-hmm. And C, it's that there hasn't really been a situation where I didn't think like, oh, this is pretty much an end game scenario right here. Right. I still have a check and still work something out and you know stay competitive. So. And it seems like that from what you talked about in, in our first discussion of you know you're going to try to play your game because you don't know the other games that are out there. Mm-hmm. It seems like you still are pretty aware. Like all. Tried trick room yep. type type things, and then a hyper offensive team. Like you, you sounded like you knew how to deal with these things and knew how to uh, recognize these kind of teams yeah. as you're playing. And I, I mean that that shows some discipline and some some understanding of the game. So. Mm-hmm. And you know, and yeah, like you said, like you're always trying to do your like stick to your own strategy. But I suppose it's it's um, at times being able to predict what that what that person's next move is going to be and stay ahead of them in a way. Like, yes, you're still trying to like, stick to what your team does best and not cripple it or not go out of 
out of style just to get a, a cheap knockout. Like you got to keep playing to build to your strengths. Um, but yes, like you said, being able to recognize situationally what my team is going to do best at is absolutely key. But yeah, uh, we're we're not sticking around to, to see finals or anything like yeah. that. Uh, I do not have that much time to, yeah. to contribute to this, and neither do you. Yeah, which uh, I don't even I, I don't know if I would make it. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> so we'll go out on top. Yeah. Hopefully, I get yeah. one I more bet, win. I bet you would have made it. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, I'm hopefully I'm walking away with one more win, yeah. and I can say I went out three and one. But yeah. hey, I'll take two and two as well yeah. for my first uh, tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Sam, I appreciate you yeah. coming on. Good luck at your next match. And absolutely, I'd thank love you. to get you on again sometime to just talk about uh, sun and moon in general. For sure. Uh, maybe maybe we can make that happen later later this year. Absolutely. But, yeah, um, and then also one one last thing that I'd like to point out, just because I've been taking some photos and talking to some people, um, I think for for the podcast listeners out there, I think I'm going to try to do like a little write up about this, a little wrap up thing of you know here's here's kind of what it looks like and some of this stuff is because like I, you're hearing about it audio audibly mm-hmm. um, but to, to get an idea of yeah. the visuals of this thing is it's a lot to soak in to, to go into that main ballroom and see the tables and tables full of people playing either the card game or the, or the video game it's it's just it's kind of awe-inspiring mm-hmm. cool. so I'll yeah. try to get that up with, sure. the, with a lot of photos and then uh, what I can do I'll put um, I'll get my team and do a little write-up about it but yeah, you can great. post that as well. Post their move sets. You know, that's one of honestly one of the most helpful things for me when I was getting into this and starting to want to play competitively. Was just reading what other people were doing and how and how their thought process went. So I'll post that for all of the listeners. Yeah, make I, sure I, if I, anyone else is out there wanting to play, oh, this is something that worked pretty well and this is why it works. Will do. Yeah, I'd love to have that and, and be able to link to that from from the, the post that I do. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about that off uh, off line and uh, get that up there for the for the listeners out there but I want to thank you all for listening um, if you want to write into the show it's at gotgpodcast at gmail.com gotgpodcast is our is our twitter handle and uh, yeah, I'm for Chase Kennedy and, and Sam Chandler um, talk to you later